Welcome to the Direct Sellers Podcast, the podcast for direct sellers who are ready to get uncomfortable, build their business, and grow a team while changing the face of the direct sales industry. I'm your host, Rachel Perry. Join me as we get real and talk about all the things you need to kick some serious direct sales booty. From overcoming limiting beliefs to sharing the exact strategies you need to attract the right people who become customers and beg to join your team. I've got you covered, girl. I'm gonna be your new BFF when it comes to balancing life and kids while building your direct sales business with poise, peace of mind, and of course, a good set of fake eyelashes. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Direct Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Perry, and today we're going to dive in to discuss how you can serve your ideal customer in the best way possible. This is such a huge part of finding success in your business, is really knowing who your ideal customer is and then serving her in the best way you possibly can. Um, And I'm laughing because I think I just said the same thing twice. (laughs) None of us are perfect, okay? It's so funny. I saw a reel the other day that was mocking motivational speakers and how motivational speakers say the same thing over and over again, but just differently. So it's like, like I just said, ideal customers. Today, we're going to talk about your ideal customer and how to serve them in the best way possible. And then they would go, the best way possible. Did you hear me? The best way possible that you can serve your ideal customer. Are you here for that? (laughs) Anyway, it was just really funny. And I don't even know if that relays well over the podcast, but it was hilarious. So just take my word for it. Okay. Isn't it so fun when you try to tell a joke and it falls flat? Uh Yeah. Okay. So now we know what we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) The reason I want to chat with this, I started to just do an episode on your ideal customer, and I've done so many of them. It's just not obvious in the titles and no title does it say how to find your ideal customer in my podcast episodes. So I kind of want to touch on this again and that you can see that the title of this one is very clear, um, serving your ideal customer. But I'm going to go through three steps today. All right. The first one is exactly what I was going to talk to you guys about before I changed. And that is, who is your ideal customer? How do you find your ideal customer? I can't tell you how many people message me and say, I'm just stuck on my ideal customer. I don't know who my ideal customer is. I'm still stuck. I even have people in my higher level program who who still struggle with this. And I'm going to say struggle for lack of a better word. But if you know me well enough, you know that I don't like the word struggle. Like I don't like hearing you say, I'm struggling with this. Instead, I want you to reframe it. The ideal, identifying my ideal customer has been challenging for me. Do you see like how the the difference on that? You're, You're more of a victim when you're like, I struggle with, and you're not a victim, okay? So you've, in going back to who is your ideal customer? I want you to think about who are the people in your audience? Now, if you're starting from scratch and you're just trying to figure this out, this is going to take a little bit of time. It might be who do you feel really drawn to? It might be who you were 
before you found this business, before you found this product. It takes some some time. Now, if you're already established and you're still struggling a little bit to figure it out, what I want you to think about is who are the majority of your customers? Like, what kind of bucket do they fall into? So I was talking to one of my students today, and she was saying that her ideal customer, she sells Pampered Chef. She was saying that her ideal customer is a man or a woman who struggle to find time to meal plan or make meals. And I was like, let's, and actually she nailed it pretty good. I think they're also working. They're, for the most part, they're working moms and dads who struggle to find time to meal plan and actually cook. And I was like, okay, I'm going to actually challenge you to get even narrower a little bit and take out the men, take out the the men, the man from that. Not because I'm anti-man, okay? I love me, my man, all right? But it's a different conversation. When you are speaking to a mom, a working mom who is juggling it all, right? Things tend to fall on moms a little bit more than they do dads. Don't come at me for this because I know that this is not every father. I know that all there are situations that are different for everybody. I know that there are single dads out there and I know... I know that like I, but this is just a generalization, but as a working mom, a work from home mom, I know that things, and I don't even really like to cook. Like my husband does a lot of the cooking, but it's still coming up with ideas on what to cook. And when are we going to plan for this? And how am I going to do this? Because I'm taking so-and-so to the doctor and then this one's going to the dentist and this one I have to pick up from after school activities. Oh, and I have to also work. This is what we do. So I was encouraging my student to really like maybe think more about speaking just to women. And she, you know, brought up the point that, you know, men also cook and men also do this. And a lot of her customers often say, my husband is the one who does the cooking. I'm going to get products for him. And what we talked about is that just because you're speaking to like working moms doesn't mean that dads who are having the same sort of or juggling the same thing aren't going to necessarily resonate with that. It just makes it easier for you when you're creating your content if you know a little bit clearer who you're talking to. Does that make sense? So you really want to know who your ideal customer is. Who are you talking to? What do they struggle with? And like I was talking about my student before, she asked questions. She did a home party, actually, and she asked each person there to share what they struggle with most when it comes to cooking. This was genius that she did this because that is like research. That's data right there. She's doing market research in person. And now she knows where they struggle, where they struggle. So she can use that as she's creating content. So that's my next suggestion for you when it comes to serving your ideal customers to ask, ask questions, ask them what is their biggest roadblock when it comes to whatever you sell. So let's say skincare. You say, what is your biggest roadblock or what is the thing you struggle with the most when it comes to skincare? Or what is the biggest thing that you struggle with when it comes to your makeup? Or what's the biggest thing that you struggle with when it comes to your fitness? This is a great question to ask because you're going to get back some really interesting information. You might think that your ideal customer struggles with blank when really they struggle with blank. So you might think that they struggle with knowing where to put makeup on their face. And really what they struggle with is getting a smooth finish. Or you might think that 
they feel overwhelmed with the steps for skincare when really their struggle is they don't know what steps to do. Like it can be a tiny little nuanced thing that changes how you create your content, which is why it's so important to really get to know your ideal customer, figure them out by asking questions. Ask them questions. Who are you in front of? Who is in your group? Who are your current customers? Ask questions. Does that mean that you're going to have people that don't fit into your ideal customer bucket? Or does that mean there, there are going to be people who don't fit in your bucket who are going to purchase from you? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it just makes it easier for you to streamline your content, to streamline your messaging, to really get clear on what they need and how you can serve them. Okay. So let's, let's, let's take it a little step deeper. What are their limiting beliefs? So a limiting belief is a belief that, well, it's not true. It's a lie. And it's things that are holding you back from doing the thing that you want to do. So let's take it for you guys. Um, as a, as a direct seller, you want to grow your team. But you think that when you share the business about people, they are judging you and thinking that you're that direct seller. So that's holding you back. That's a limiting belief. That's not the truth. That's a limiting belief that you're choosing to believe. Okay. The reality is that when you're focusing on connecting and making conversations with people and you're listening and you share the opportunity, this business opportunity, they can say yes or no but they're not going to think of you as that direct seller because it's going to make sense in the conversation because you've been listening. They feel seen, they feel heard, right? So that's a limiting belief. So I want you to think about what are some limiting beliefs of your ideal customer? So I'm going to use my students as an example. We have talked about this a lot in my high-level program. And something that, an example of a limiting belief, someone who has skincare, who sells skincare, said that one of the limiting beliefs of her ideal customer was that she can't leave the house without makeup on. When the reality is, it's not that she can't leave the house without makeup on. I mean, that she doesn't feel confident enough to leave the house without makeup on. It's that she, the skincare but beneath, like she, it just, she does isn't using the right skincare. There is something that is missing in her skincare routine right? So that's that's a limiting belief that you can turn around and create content. Another limiting belief is I don't have time to cook. Maybe you sell Pampered Chef or Epicure or Tastefully Simple. I don't have time to cook. Or it's too expensive to make healthy meals. Or it's too expensive to buy organic. Or it has to be, if it's healthy, it's not going to taste good. These are all limiting beliefs. I don't know what your ideal customer has, those are all limiting beliefs though. So create content out of that. Create content out of eating healthy doesn't have to be expensive. There's your hook. You want to speak to that limiting belief. You want to rock the boat a little bit. You want to make people a little bit uncomfortable. All right. Now, I don't mean like uncomfortable as in, let me tell you about the business and let me make you like pressure you to buy things. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like, oh, you're like, you, oh, I feel seen right now. Like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. I feel like, you know, you can see inside my brain. You know, you, you want that because when you're able to reach that issue, 
it's big. So like, if you're like, it's not that you don't have time to cook. It's just that you don't like it. (laughs) Or it's not that you don't like to cook. It's that you don't know what to cook or things like that. It's changing their limiting beliefs. It's shifting that mindset. It's shifting the way they look at things. Because when you can do that, then things resonate with them. And they're going to be more apt to have a conversation with you to buy buy a product that you're selling, to maybe even hear about your, your team, to hear about the business opportunity. But it all starts with knowing who your ideal customer is. And if you don't really know who your ideal customer is, that none of this is going to fall into place. And I'm going to say this, and it might rock a boat or two or three. Your ideal customer is not anyone who likes your product. Your ideal customer is not anyone and everyone. You've got to get, you've got to get clearer on who you're speaking to. You've got to get even more specific because when you're specific, you're really able to know who the person is that you're talking to. Have you ever been listening to something or watched a commercial or seen something on social media and you think, this is me, 100%, this is me. Like, how do you know this? How do you know this, right? What's so important to remember is that you can do that too. Like you can have the same effect on your ideal customers if you just take the time to really understand who they are. And it's easy sometimes to be like, oh, I'll just get to that later. Like it's not a big deal. Like it's not a big deal. I'm just gonna keep selling my product because it's working right now. But I'm I'm here to tell you the foundational piece of your business is knowing who you are talking to and who you are serving. And that's how you're going to serve them in the best way possible is knowing who they are. Today, I was on a a training with my mentor and he was asking me about, about you guys, actually, about my ideal customer. And I was able to explain and share and answer all the questions he had because I know my ideal customer so well. I know what you need. I know what you struggle with. I know the frustrations that you have. I know what you're being taught. I know what doesn't work. Like, I know. And the reason I know is because I am constantly asking questions. I am constantly learning about you and your struggles. I am constantly having conversations in my DMs or my emails, getting to know you even better. And that's how I can serve you on an even better level is by knowing you this well, is by asking the questions. So I'm going to encourage you to ask the questions. And if you're still stuck on step one, where you don't really know who your ideal customer is, I'm going to challenge you on that. And I'm going to just challenge you to, if you're starting from the beginning, think about who you were before you bought this product, before you discovered this product that you sell. If you have been in the business a while and you still don't know, look at your customers. Go back and do some research. Look at your customers. Find out who are they? What are they? Where are they? And reach out to some of your top customers and ask them questions. Ask them, get to know them even better. Find out what it is that they love about your product. And please don't send, like if you're, because we've done, we, this is something that we do inside in my program is like, do your market research, reach out and ask questions. I would hesitate or I would advise you not to send out like a survey because 
it's less personal. I think it's really great if you can just have a one-on-one conversation, just ask these questions. But that would be my advice to you, is to really take the time to do your research, to ask questions, and always be asking questions. Like, always be a scientist or a detective. You're always learning about your ideal customer. It's like you're getting to know them. They're be- you know, think about your best friend. You weren't instantly best friends. You got to know each other over time, over asking, you know, getting to know each other through questions, doing things together, having conversations, right? That's how you're going to get to know your ideal customer too. So don't be discouraged if you don't know your ideal customer inside and out yet. It's coming, but you've got to do the work. You've got to do the work. All right, my friends, I hope this was helpful. I look forward to being back here next week for another episode of the Direct Sellers Podcast. Until then, take care. That's it for this episode of the Direct Sellers Podcast, but our fun doesn't have to end now. You'll catch me hanging out over on Instagram between episodes, and I'd love for you to join me. So hop into my DMs. I promise you're not getting any hey girl messages. And I promise I'm not going to be asking you to weirdly buy anything. Send me the message podcast so I can send you my free 90 day action planner because who doesn't love a good template?